Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Hope Scale podcast. Today, we have a very, very special guest. He's different than usual. He's a very close friend of mine. He runs a company which is over 3 million in turnover and a motivational speaking business focused on mental health. Anyone who meets him feeds off his infectious energy. Tom, it's great to have you on. No, it's great to be on. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, obviously, very special uh, as we're both not only doing well in business, but we're both best friends. So it's good to be on that. <laughs> no, indeed, indeed. So, um, so why don't you give a quick introduction to to everybody, Tom? So, as you mentioned, I have a motivational speaking business that is mental health related. So that's called Tom's Talks. I started that back in 2019, and the reason I started that was. Unfortunately, uh, in 2015, I lost my brother to suicide. Therefore, I then really struggled with my own mental health. Um, unfortunately, then became suicidal as well, uh, but made it through that, got through the other side. And now I basically talk to schools and businesses and anybody really about my experiences and how I can go from you know the bottom and get it back to, to the top and back to where I am now. And, the message that I always get across is that if I can go through all of that and get to where I am now, then anyone can do it. Um, so that's the the motivation behind the motivational speaking business. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's really awesome. And I've obviously spent a lot of time um, in these kind of situations and in these talks as well in my previous business. Yeah, it's a complete pleasure to have you on. Um, and honestly, uh, a real, real inspiration to myself and a lot of people who I know. I guess starting at the beginning then, obviously, when Tom's Talks was initiated, um, obviously, you had a horrible uh, situation that happened to you, which uh, which obviously really affected yourself as well. But how did you start to get out of that kind of situation and really drive forward uh, and then create a motivational speaking business off the back of it? With what I saw and what happened, from the point when Liam passed away, I made myself as busy as I possibly could. I put it to the back of my mind and basically said, I'm going to be the man. I'm going to look after my family. Um, and that's what I did. But then two years later, it really you know, came back to, to bite me. And that's when it really affected me um, mentally. And when I was unfortunately quite suicidal as well. Um, but what got me through it was really my dad was constantly asking how I was doing. I still live with him at the time. This is when I was 21. Um, my dad saying, you know, what's wrong? As, as your mum and dad would do when they see their son or the daughter looking upset, you know, constantly asking how I'm doing, what what's the matter? And it got to a point where we were at a business event. Um, so the family business that my dad started that I now run with my brother and my sister, we were at this event. Um, essentially, it was for me. Um, as it was the areas that I covered in, in uh, being a sales representative for the company at the time. And because of the mind frame I was in, the mindset wasn't in a good place. I didn't perform at this event and it just went terribly. And my dad, you know, saw how upset I was and, and basically pulled me to one side, just said, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, I burst out crying. He put me in the car. We went back home and... Uh, we went and spoke at Liam's memorial bench. They, uh, you know, kindly built, bless him. And that was the real starting point to my journey to recovery. Um, and it was the, it was basically him asking constantly, asking how I was doing. So that was when I got better, you know, not straight away, but eventually, you know, I got better. I got back to Tom. And then how the actual talks came about was um, from that point, I knew I wanted to do something to help. I knew I wanted to, to give back and, and 
really want to make sure that no other family would ever have to go through what we went through. Um, and I had this idea in my head that this is what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to execute it. I didn't know how to start doing it. Uh, and what happened was uh, the, other, the family business that we have also is educational furniture and office furniture. So I was sat um, in a meeting with the head of sixth form at school in Sheffield. And I was, we were refurbishing the sixth form area. Um, so she was choosing the furniture. We got chatting, ended up getting on really well. Um, I spoke about what happened to Liam and my own demons, my own struggles. And so that was that, that, that ended up placing a big order. And then, um, that was that, you know, I told her what I wanted to do, but nothing really came to fruition. Um, and then this was around June time. And then unfortunately over the six week holidays, they shared, she rang me in September after six week holidays. Sorry. And she said, Tom, unfortunately, um, two of our kids have took their own life over the six week holidays. I feel like this is the time where you need to come in and you need to share your story. So then we sat down after that and I basically writ out my, all my experiences and, and we basically sat down over, um, you know, three or four times and, and came up with what is the talk that I do now. Um, so I got it to a point where I felt like it was ready. I presented it to my family and then I presented the first talk in January 2019 to her sixth form kids. Uh, so that was the first time I did it. And, you know, it went well. I think it did anyway at the time. Uh, I put it on social media. And from there, that's how it blew up. That's where it came from. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think um, I think a lot of the listeners as well listening to this, they can get a lot out of this conversation because we're going to dive into some more um, other details and the later talks that you then established when you obviously stepped into kind of the business world and, and working with businesses around this as well. So I guess just switching it to that then, um, when you're speaking to businesses and, and going through all of this, what, what are the typical things you see within organizations that they really want to hone down on and really want to bring somebody like you in for? So I feel like, especially, you know, our generation and, and younger and a, and a little bit older, we're in that generation where, unfortunately, it's... it's the generation that mental health has, has seemed to have affected people the most. And, you know, you people like ourselves and, and many other people as well wanting to do well. And unfortunately, they can't do as well as they want because they're starting to struggle with the mental health. So I feel like businesses want to get me in as, as I seem quite a, a relatable person, as I'm quite a similar age to a lot of people that work there. And I feel like they get me in because my story can resonate with a lot of people but also it can be that light that I'm here as, as a guy that's been to the bottom I've been through hell but yeah I'm still here and I'm still talking to you and I'm you know I'm kicking and screaming so if I can do it then essentially anyone in the audience if there's anyone struggling at that particular time that's watching and listening it gives them the motivation to not give up and carry on and want to better themselves as well yeah no for sure for sure, that's, uh, that's really great advice there. And especially, so I want to dive into a little bit more specifics on that area then. So when you're 
talking to these uh, businesses and because a lot of the audience I'll be listening, like I said, they're, they're going to be organizations and sales individuals working, trying to hit quota and all the stress of not hitting quota, especially in a time like this with, with a recession. So what advice can you give to, to individuals who are getting stressed out at work or, or really putting a lot of pressure on each other's self? Because it can sometimes feel really overwhelming when you're trying to hit some number, but you're not there or, or the, the boss is completely on top of you. So what advice can you give to people around that? So when it comes to stress, I feel like a lot of people struggle with stress because they don't prioritize more important things over than work. And then that's where it starts to sort of deteriorate, especially if you're really under pressure to hit a number or a target. You're focusing so hard on that particular number that you forget to do everything else that's important in life. And I feel like especially your routine and, and you know, it, for me, anyway, my best ideas come from when I'm in the gym or I'm running or I'm walking. And, and I feel like the advice I would give is don't focus on the number, focus on the good things, you know, the routine, you know, spending time with loved ones, the exercise, the day-to-day -day things that make you feel good. So whether that's eating healthy, exercising regularly, spending time, making building those connections with loved ones. I feel like when you're in that stress situation, whatever brilliant idea it is, you need to get to that number that you need to hit as your target. It's not going to come from sitting yourself glued to a laptop. It's going to come from being in the gym or being with a loved one, you know, having a conversation, just saying, oh, I'm a bit stressed at work. I've got this target I need to hit. I don't know how I'm going to get there. Ask for advice, speak to people, you know, in your team at work. Um, yeah, the advice I would give is if you're really stressed at work, do not seek yourself, glue yourself to a laptop or on the phone. As much as a lot of people will tell you, well, you know, hit the phones, make loads of phone calls. You know, yeah, obviously there's an element of doing that, <laughs> but obviously you've got to prioritize the other things in life that's going to make you feel better, make you feel good, and not make you feel stressed. The, the more stressed you feel, the less likely you're going to hit your target. So try and de-stress by focusing on your routine, prioritize sleep, prioritizing your health, prioritizing your loved ones. That'll then help you, you know, get to where you need to be. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think um, sales is a, is a crazy place. I mean, if you look at LinkedIn, there's everybody giving advice um, on a day-to-day -day basis of how to, how to hit your number, how to do this, how to de-stress, how to do that. And I think it's a, uh, I think it's an interesting time for sure. But no, Tom, that's, uh, that's great advice as well. And it kind of flies flies back into the next kind of question around what five tips would you give to people? I know we've mentioned a couple there, but what five tips would you give to people around um, focusing on their mental health? So I would say, like I've mentioned previously, your routine. Your routine for me is, is one of the most important things. And when I say routine, I mean, you know, making sure you've got a good morning routine in place making sure you've got a good nighttime routine in place and then everywhere in between as well. So I feel like we all get into a bad habit of spending hours on our phones, you know, looking at everyone else's life on social media, especially at the worst time of the day, which is in the morning or at night. You start in your morning by looking at uh, Bob in the Maldives living his life and you're thinking, my <laughs> I've got my day at work in the office. I've got to do eight-hour graphs. And I've got, I'm looking at someone else's fantastic life and that's that's not what you need to be looking at. Um, so for me, you know, my morning routine is is super-duper important. You know, I get up and for at least the first hour and a half of the day, I do not go on social media. 
I try my hardest not to check my emails. Um, you know, it's managing stress that way. You wake up in the morning, your alarm goes off. Um, I'll not go too much into it, but you've got micro stress doses through the day. And you've only got so many that your body can handle. Um, and if you wake up in the morning by your alarm, that's one stress dose gone. You snooze it for 10 minutes, it's another one gone. You then look at your phone, you look at your email, someone sent you a, a not a very nice email, that's another one gone. You know, try and as hard as it may sound, you've got to channel you and you've got to train your body to do it. I try and work, wake up without an alarm. Um, therefore, you've not got that annoying alarm noise. Some people wake up with a natural light, whatever it may be. But your morning routine, stay off social media, do some form of exercise, meditate, breathing work. Um, just really starting the day off right, feeling good. Obviously, eating healthy foods, not eating rubbish, not eating, you know, McDonald's, Subway, Five Guys, you know, getting enough vitamins, minerals from fruit, veg, proteins, whatever your healthy balanced diet may be. Drink enough water, stay hydrated. I know, especially myself, when I don't drink enough water, I can definitely feel it. I feel, I don't feel as energized. I get a bit, bit of brain fog. Um, try and manage your caffeine. Um, especially I know people in recruitment, uh, I've seen the amount of hours you do well, and sometimes you need that energy, but smashing caffeine at eight o'clock at night is not the one. I'll hide um, my coffee now then, to be fair then. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, uh, you know, manage, manage, your, manage your caffeine and, and, and yeah, uh, that would be a top tip. Um, and then for me, you know, exercise uh, is, is a massive uh, important one. Uh, for me personally, you know, when I'm doing a long day, if I'm starting work at seven or, or whenever, and I know I've got a long shift ahead, I'll break my day up by trying to do some form of exercise around lunchtime. Um, for me, for me, going to the gym, lifting weights is, is really important for my mental health. Um, but it also gives me that energy for the rest of the day. So so switching it back to the first thing you mentioned there um, about the morning routine. So I'm a big believer in there's a lot out there what you can listen to and how to switch your morning routine or how to do this and how to do that. And obviously you, you mentioned a few things there, but for me, um, of course we can, you can practice everything in the morning and then for one morning you'll get everything done. And then the second morning or the third morning or the fourth morning, it kind of slips off. So for example, me, myself, um, I, I'll try not to look at my phone. I'll do some exercise in the morning. Um, and then four days later, I'll be straight up uh, half six or seven o'clock straight on my phone, uh, looking at any emails that's come in and, and straight away. So it is about building uh, the morning routine, but ease yourself into it as well, because I know from my, my perspective in my past that if I try and do too much in the morning at the first go, I will just stop. Um, so it's about doing one things and slowly getting into a routine as well. About building habits, building habits. That, that's the best way of putting it. Atomic um, habits, clear. Yeah, good book. Great. Yeah, it's about building habits. You know, it's like you said, really, you explained it really well. You know, you're not going to have your morning routine like bottomed out in a week. It's not going to happen. It's not realistic. It's about building it up over a long period of time and, and really just seeing what works for you. Like my morning routine, like I said, is a get up around, I wake up naturally around between six and seven o'clock. You know, I'll stay off my phone, I'll come downstairs. I'll do some sort of breathing work. I'll, I'll try and listen to some sort of meditation, music, or whatever it may be. Um, and then it was like that for ages. And then all, only recently, I started throwing in a cold shower. Um, I watched a YouTube video about cold showers and, and uh, <laughs> the, the, how 
you know the benefits that it has and you know me i'll i'll try anything tried it i'm like wow yeah like i felt amazing after it so now i throw in a cold shower every morning and then that's just added to the morning routine yeah. um some mornings if i've got enough time i'll go for a walk listen to a podcast um but again it's really just stressing the importance of you know you've got 24 hours in a day the first thing you need you first thing you don't need to do is check your emails you know you stay off your phone stay off set yourself up for the day by doing you know the breathing work the cold shower the exercise because then that'll set you up you'll get more out of your day by doing that than you would if you start bang on six o'clock straight on your emails because you'll burn out far quicker than if you you know you do your morning routine first yeah no no i completely agree and i think um i think another point you mentioned there about the the gym um and fitness and as you know i'm, I'm really into all that kind of stuff as well but i think with some organizations, you don't have the freedom of flexibility like we do. Um, obviously, I can go to the gym whenever I like, so so can you. Um, you can plan your day around the gym, but some people are literally sat in an office from or at home or wherever it will be from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the day. And then by that, by the time they get home, they've got the kids to feed or take out or the dog or whatever, then it's um it gets struggled. So, what advice can you give to people? Um who are not in an easier situation like you and I, but people who are a little bit more crammed in their lifestyle, how can they start to feel a little bit better? So, you know, I don't want this to sound harsh. There's always a way. There's always a way of finding time to do something. It really bottoms down to how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to change your habits? How bad do you want to change your life? Mm -hmm. For example, I appreciate I'm not in a position to, to comment on how stressful it is to have kids. But I know friends that have got kids and how they manage is they may come downstairs before the, the kids have woken up and they'll have a few kettlebells in the corner of the kitchen. You know, throw a kettlebell workout out there. It doesn't have to be anything drastic, 10, 15 minutes. It's literally just getting them quick, quick endorphins pumping, getting the heart going. And then that's 15 minutes there that you've done. You know, you, everyone should have a half an hour lunch break. You know, prioritize that lunch break to go for a quick rock, a quick walk around the office or just get some sort of steps in, get the heart rate up. And then again, after work, I'm sure some people could find 10, 15 minutes to get some form of movement in that. And again, I'm not saying you have to go do a 10 mile run or you have to, uh, you know, do a, an hour's intense weight session. It's literally the little things, getting the heart rate up slightly, getting some sort of fresh air, getting the heart getting the endorphins pumping. There's some. There's always time in the day to, to fit blocks of some form of exercise in. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think it's um, it comes down to motivations and one plus one plus one equals uh, kind of anything you want. But no, I want to, um, I want to touch on, staying on a similar topic, but I want to touch on um, a couple of things here. So I know obviously, like I mentioned, a lot of these listeners will be sales individuals in recruitment um even senior leaders who who of course have got a have got a team underneath them like yourself as well um and how can you how can you kind of influence an organization especially when you're leading individuals you're you've got a business to run how can you influence individuals and how can you like you did when you stepped in uh, up into the managing director role with your company um how can you Im influence individuals in terms of the the mental health side of the business so for myself, when I came into the managing director role, my first, the first thing I found was the most important coming into the role 
was I sat down one-on-one with everybody in the business. You know, we just had an open conversation about what they want from the business, what they want out of, you know, their career, um, how they're feeling right now, what do they want to change, what do they think could be done better, what do they want to improve about themselves, um, and really just for me to sit there and listen, listen to them talk about everything that's going on in their life, whether it's personal or business, and really just, you know, I offer to them, what can I do for you to help you, whether it's business, how can I help you improve as a, as a person in this business or, you know, as a person in general. Um, and then the, the most stress, the thing I stress the most is, you know, don't ever bottle anything up. If you're having a hard time at work, just come and talk to me. There will always be a way that we can help and there's always going to be a way that we can find a solution to whatever problem there is. And it's just stressing that importance of that it is okay to talk, especially in a business environment. Because I feel like, um, especially nothing against my dad at all. You know, my dad's a brilliant businessman and he's done amazing things, but his generation is very old school. And it goes back to that, men don't talk, men don't cry. Um, Whereas I wanted to come in and break that stigma and just say, you know, it's a lot of rubbish. If there is a problem, there's a solution to that problem and between us, we'll find it. And it's just breaking down, down those stigmas that, that we have in business and in life, really, around mental health. And I think it like it does start from the top. It starts from the top with me and then it, it comes down from the people that work under and just stress, stress, stressing the importance of that. Yeah, and I think it's more about um, actually caring for the people that you're yeah. working with as well, isn't it? Um, and I think sometimes you, you get put into a leadership role or you get promoted um, and you, you kind of miss everything because you're trying to hit a number or you're trying to build a business to do X, Y, and Z. But the most important thing every single person I've ever spoken to in business says is your people and looking yeah. after your people and doing everything you can for the people as well. And yeah. that means they're being there for them in their darkest times and being and pulling them through certain situations as well because you've got to remember that people look up to you in leadership roles um, as well. So they, they will take your advice on a lot more than say a friend sometimes as well. So you've got a big part to play in, in some people's lives. So no, I, I really, really great, um, really great feedback. I think it aligns with as well um, with the business this year from, from where we started in October to now, you know, and it goes from that point of leading from the front Um you know, I said to you before where we've got to already this year and we've got the rest of this month in our financial year and, and we've already, you know, increased by nearly 30% on what we did last year and it's leading from the front. It, you know, it's I made it, a, you know, a, a point for me to be the first one there and the last one to leave every day and I've noticed a massive difference in quite a few people that work with me on, on the fact that they'll be working all hours because they see me doing that and I give them the influence and the motivation to do the same. And it's, it's been a snowball effect. And, you know, it's obviously not just me that's made it happen. It's everyone underneath me. But I'd like to think it's it's come from me to give that motivation and that influence to people to work harder. And, you know, again, it's everyone joining together and aligned in the same vision and the same goal and giving everyone something to work towards and making feel everyone feel part of, you know, the community that is the business that we all work within and, and work together on. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I um, I love it. I love it. And there's a lot, uh, there's a lot to take away from everything we've uh, we've gone through today. So the last kind of question I want to ask today is, 
kind of focusing on uh, the people um, so and, and the listeners as well. So anybody who's listening to this, anybody who um, is feeling a little bit not their self lately or, or that maybe actually experience mental health themselves, how would you go around that um, in an organization or in your personal life? So for the people that are struggling in a, an environment, you know, it's trying to stress the importance that it is okay to talk and it is very hard to talk, but, you know, it's talking to someone and, and sharing the problems that you have. As you say, a problem shares, a problem halved. So I would always stress the importance of talking to someone, whether it be the person that you sit next to in the office or someone that's in HR. It's just telling someone within that business that you aren't in the best place and you do need help. And, you know, you sometimes think to yourself, is anyone really going to help me? But you only have to ask. And 99.9% of the time, someone will always offer a helping hand to give you any sort of advice or, again, find a solution to the problem and, you know, just help you out and be there for you. And, and I think that's, it just comes from, you know, asking for help. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's, um, it's a big, big piece of advice as well um, for anybody kind of listening and, and wanting to wanting to really get something off their chest as well. I think it's really important. Honestly, everything today has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. But where can people find you and Tom's Talks for, for anyone in the business world that wants to get in contact with you? So my LinkedIn page is Tom's Talks. The Instagram is at Tom's.Talks underscore. And the YouTube channel that I also have is Tom Stocks. <laughs> no, I think if you say Tom Stocks anywhere, I'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll add um, I'll add all the links down low as well for anybody wanting to to look at your content or or dive into a little bit more detail. But Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Um, always a pleasure as well, known you for for many years as well. So no, great stuff. No, thanks for having me. Mate. Appreciate it. No problem. Big Tim. Cheers, Matt.